Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Imagine if your favorite hero was coming to your town, to your very town. It could be an athlete or an actor or someone famous you love. Uh, maybe it was a saint. Imagine if a, a saint came to your town. Let's say it was back in the 1990s and you heard that Mother Teresa, Saint Mother Teresa was coming to your parish or Saint John Paul II was coming to your parish, one of your favorite heroes, one of your favorite saints was coming to your very town, to your very parish. And let's say you got a message. You got a message from Mother Teresa saying she wanted to meet with you. You got a message from St. John Paul II saying he wanted a chance to catch up and to talk. Wouldn't that be incredible? Well, my friends, something even greater than your favorite hero or even your favorite saint is coming to your town is coming to your parish. He's already there. It's Jesus. Jesus himself in the Eucharist. You know, we as Catholics, we we believe in the Eucharist. We believe the Eucharist is the real presence of Jesus, his very body, blood, soul, and divinity. We talk about this, but do we live as if we really believe that? Do we make it a priority to, to go spend time with Jesus, to rest with him, to pour out our hearts to him? You know, if, if our favorite hero or if our favorite saint were coming to our parish and, and wanted to meet with us, we would drop everything. We wouldn't say we're too busy. We wouldn't say we don't have enough time. We, we would drop everything. We would make it a priority to go spend time to talk with that great saint, wouldn't we? But something even greater than Mother Teresa or John Paul II is here. It's Jesus. He's present in the Eucharist. He's right there in your adoration chapel, in your parish, in that gold box called the tabernacle. And he's waiting for you. Do you live your life as if you really have Eucharistic faith? Does the way you live your life reflect a conviction that the God of the universe is dwelling among us right there in all the tabernacles of all the world. How do we live Eucharistic faith? Not just believe it, not just affirm the real presence, but what does it mean to really be a disciple of Jesus and and have true Eucharistic faith? What does that look like in my life? That's what we're going to talk about in this week's podcast. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sree. And a uh, great weekend here in the Sri family. I, I got to tell you, my second born son, my son Paul, just graduated from high school. So yeah, he got salutatorian and gave a wonderful salutatorian address at his graduation this weekend. So if you can remember my son Paul in prayer, he's getting ready for his next steps in life and going off to college in the fall. Uh, I'd appreciate it. it. It's been a lot of fun the last few months as I've been traveling again here in 2021, my my uh, speaking schedule has been just like it was pre-COVID. It's been it's been wonderful to go visit places, and sometimes the audiences have been smaller than normal because of social distancing and everything. But I have to say, in the last two months, it feels like things are getting back to normal in many parts of the country. I know that's not the case everywhere, and certainly not the case all around the world. But I'll say, being in South Dakota, Texas, Louisiana, Florida, uh, some parts of the Midwest, just seeing. Faces again. I, I, in fact, our parish here in in Colorado, our governor lifted the restrictions, and our, our archbishop did as well. I, I showed up at mass this last week and didn't have to sign up for a mass. 
I didn't have to sit, you know, in a, a pew far away from someone else. It was just everyone was packed together again, just one happy family seeing everyone's faces. It was awesome. Again, I'm mindful that that's not the case, and there's still places where churches are even closed. We need to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world that are still in lockdown. But I want to share with you something exciting about the Eucharist, something exciting about my own life in the Eucharist. Ten years ago, I was blessed to write a book and and film a small group video study called A Biblical Walk Through the Mass. And over the last 10 years, I've been so thankful uh, knowing that hundreds of thousands of people uh, around the world have increased their devotion to Jesus in the Eucharist through understanding better what we really say and what we do in the liturgy. You know, so time, sometimes so many Catholics, we just go to Mass and we stand up, we sit down, we kneel, we make the sign of the cross, we say, thanks be to God, hallelujah. But we don't really know what it's all about. Do you ever feel that way? Do you ever feel like you're kind of just going through the motions at Mass sometimes? <laughs> you know, you love Jesus, you know the Mass is, is so important, but you, you kind of get to the Eucharistic prayer or to Holy Communion, and obviously you're thinking, oh my goodness, my mind was wandering all during Mass, or I was having to deal with the kids, and I just was distracted, and I, I didn't put my heart into it. Well, I'm excited to share with you, and this is the first time I'm going to tell anyone about this. You, you guys get to be the first people to hear we have come out with a new revised 10-year anniversary edition of this video-based small group study. I'm so thrilled. It has all the same content. Many of you, I may have gone through the study before, but it has all the same content from the original edition. It's just that we were able to film it in a beautiful cathedral. It was amazing. So instead of me just giving like a 30-minute presentation, it's me moving around the cathedral, different parts, different stained glass windows, the altar to the pulpit, to the to the balcony in the back, and just moving around and, and being able to have a walk through the mass to understand the biblical background to all the prayers, to all the rituals, to all the symbols of the liturgy. I hear so many times from Catholics, they say things like, I wish I could get more out of mass. I think we would get more if we learned how to give more in the liturgy. If we understood what we're really saying at every prayer, if we understood what we're doing with every ritual and all those prayers and all those rituals come from scripture. They come right out of the Bible. And so it's it's great, especially for children to, to grow up learning what these prayers are all about, that they don't think it's just some mechanical dry exercise, but know that when we recite these prayers, we're entering in the biblical tradition of Moses and Joshua and, and David and Abraham and Jesus and St. Paul and all the saints throughout history. So here's what I want to share with you. This is exciting news. You can get a free preview of this new 10-year anniversary edition filmed in the Basilica, and you can find it at ascensionpress.com slash the mass. So that's ascensionpress.com slash the mass. And the mass is all just one word, T-H-E-M-A-S-S. So ascensionpress.com slash the mass. Uh, all one word, and you can set, you can go there, and you can get a free, it, just for free, you can look at and see the amazing uh, cinematography and, and a walk through the Mass as we're walking through this beautiful cathedral. Now, let's turn back to this topic now of the Mass itself. I want to go personal here. I want to go personal, you know, as we're, we're getting ready to approach Corpus Christi, you know, the great feast of the body and blood of our Lord coming up here two Sundays from now. And as I reflect on the Eucharist, what moves me the most, you know, yes, there's the real presence. Yes, there's apologetics and transubstantiation. I love all that. I teach all that stuff. But, but what moves my heart the most is just the amazing love of God in the Eucharist. You know, love wants to be near the one it loves, right? You love someone, you just want to be near them. 
you know, my, my daughter's getting ready to go overseas. She's going to be doing a, an international study abroad program here this summer. And so she's been home with us here for the last week. It's been great to have her around, but I know she's leaving. She's leaving tomorrow <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm sad. I'm happy for her. It's just going to be awesome for her. Wonderful experience, but I'm going to miss her. She's not going to be here this whole summer like she was the last two summers before going back to college. And so love wants to be near the one it loves. And I think we see this even more profoundly with Jesus, right? Because God is described in the Bible, 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, God is love. And the God who is love loves us so much that even though we turned away from him, he seeks us out. He sent his prophets. He gave us the law. And he even became one of us. Isn't it amazing that the God who is love seeks us out even though we turn our backs on him? We forget about him. We neglect him. We reject him. We sin against him. And he seeks us out. He's crazy. That's what the saints say, that the God was mad in love, madly in love, crazy in love for us. Well, this Jesus didn't just seek us out and become one of us. He didn't just die on the cross for us. He wanted to remain with us. I mean, what an incredible gift that he gave us, his very presence to remain with us. We can encounter him in every liturgy, receive him in every communion, but he stays with us, even outside of the hours of the liturgy. He stays with us in the real presence of the Eucharist. And again, many times I'll do other shows on this where we'll talk about the theology and the apologetics questions people have about the real presence. But today I just want to really reflect personally on, do I really have Eucharistic faith? Do I really believe that that Jesus is present here? Because I'll say that's what, that's what moves me so much is that how much he loves us and he wants to be so close to us. He's taken the time, the effort, if you will, to, to come to us so humbly under the appearance of bread and wine so that he can be united to us. But he's present in the tabernacles. He's waiting for us. It reminds me of the Emmaus Road story. Do you remember the story? Easter Sunday, the two disciples leaving Jerusalem, all sad, discouraged because Jesus died and they don't know what happened. And then Jesus appears to them. They don't realize it's him at first. But what does Jesus do? The Bible says he opened up the scriptures and he proceeded to walk from you know the law of Moses all the way through the prophets and show them that God's plan was all about the Messiah coming to die and rise again. So you have kind of like a liturgy of the word. He opens up the scriptures, a liturgy of the word. And then they want him to stay. And then he breaks the bread. And while they're sharing a meal together in the breaking of the bread, they realize who he is. They finally see him for who he is. He's Jesus. So you have like a liturgy of the word where Jesus opens up the word, but there's a liturgy of the Eucharist where he he breaks the bread. And what's happening is the disciples, their hearts are burning within them. They're burning within them and they're burning with love. They, they want this man to stay, to stay with them. That's what they say. Stay with us. You know, oh, oh you can, you don't have to keep walking. You know, we're going to stay in this town here. You can stay with us. They long to be with him. The deepest longings are on our heart are for Jesus, and we long to be with him. He longs to be with us. But do we live our Eucharistic faith in this way? Do you realize that Jesus loves you so much he took the time to come to you in the tabernacle in your parish, that parish that's maybe two blocks away, two miles away, maybe it's 20 minutes away, but Jesus is there. You know, one of the things I like to think about with this the most is just how 
that same Jesus that walked the streets of Palestine, that walked the streets of Galilee some 2,000 years ago. He was going around preaching. He was going around healing people, comforting them in their sufferings, helping them. That same Jesus, he's present to us. That Jesus that worked all those miracles 2,000 years ago, he's there in your parish. He's there and, and he wants to talk to you. He wants to heal you. I mean, that, that same Jesus that, you know, that, that healed that woman that had the hemorrhage for 18 years. Remember, she's hemorrhaging for 18 years and the woman just reaches out to want to just touch the tassels on, on Jesus's garments, just, just desperately wanting to touch Jesus, but had such faith that she thought, if I could, if I could just draw near to him, if I could just touch him, that, that I could be healed. And bam, the power of Christ is unleashed and she's healed. Is there some burden in your life that you've been carrying for 18 months, maybe 18 years? <laughs> some fear, some wound from your upbringing, some addiction, some sin you just can't overcome, this weakness, this fault you have. Go to Jesus. Do you spend a lot of time with him in the Blessed Sacrament? Because when you're with the one who is love, his love will heal you. He'll transform you. You just got to go and reach out to him and think, if I could just just come near the tabernacle where Jesus is, if I could just draw near to him in that adoration chapel. He works miracles. That He's the miracle worker. You know, the miracles may not be as dramatic as raising someone from the dead, but the same Jesus that did raise people from the dead wants to bring life into your soul, the areas where you feel darkness, you feel lifeless. He wants to raise the dead inside of you. The same Jesus that, that healed the paralyzed man. If you feel paralyzed, you've got this decision to make. You're just not sure which way to go. What's the right decision? How do you handle this situation? How do you, how do you parent this child? What do you do with this relationship? What do you do with this problem at the parish? Do you go to Jesus? <laughs> do, do you go to him? Because the, the same Jesus that made paralyzed people be able to walk, if you feel paralyzed, he can make you walk too. Speaking of the paralyzed man, do you remember the one story of the paralyzed man? Obviously, the paralyzed man didn't walk to Jesus. He's paralyzed. <laughs> but his friends brought him to Jesus. And Jesus saw their faith. He saw their faith, not the paralyzed man's faith. He saw their faith and how they brought this man to the foot of Jesus. And Jesus healed the paralyzed man. Do you have friends? family members, children, grandchildren? Do you, have, do, you have, do you have friends that are paralyzed in sin? Friends that are paralyzed with suffering? Do you have friends that are paralyzed by just not knowing God? They've turned away from, from the church? Do you go and bring your friends to Jesus? Maybe not physically, although if you can bring people to the chapel, I've done that before. You bring people to the chapel, it's amazing. They encounter Jesus <laughs> uh, and, and God can do great things in them when you bring them to him like that, actually physically. But, but do you bring them at least in your heart, in your intercession? Do you go to the tabernacle? Do you just pour your heart out? Jesus, I pray for my father's conversion. Jesus, I pray for this child that's going through this difficult time. Jesus, I pray for my friend that's suffering. Jesus, I pray for my, my sister who's away from the faith. Do, do, do you pour out your heart to Jesus? Because Jesus saw their faith and healed the paralyzed man because he saw the love that his friends had for this man. Do you love your friends enough to go and pour out your hearts and, and bring your intercessions before him? 
that same Jesus that walked the streets of Galilee, giving sight to the blind, raising the dead, making the paralyzed walk, that same Jesus is present in the Eucharist. Do you go to him? <laughs> you know, I don't know if you've seen the the, the show, The Chosen. I, I've not seen all of them, but um, it's this popular show you can find on YouTube. Uh, but it depicts Jesus it, with the apostles in kind of a historical setting in, Gal- in Galilee and Capernaum. And do you remember some of the scenes where you see the the paralyzed man when he was raised from the dead? Anyway, you see all these people are, are you know, raised to be able to walk again. He, You see all these people outside of, of the house of where Jesus is dwelling. And it's Peter's house. So that's where Peter dwelt. And, you know, it's imaginative, but you get a sense of like, you know, these small little narrow streets and then just packed with people that are bringing all of their loved ones to Jesus. All of the sick are coming themselves, wanting Jesus to heal them. It's a great image because you just see how many people are just rushing to come kind of draw close to Jesus. There's this long line. Wouldn't that be wonderful if our adoration chapels were just packed like that? That there was a long line to get in, that there were people just wanting to, to, they would wait hours outside to go get a chance to see Jesus. Sadly, so many of our churches remain empty most of the day with very few people coming in to visit. But that same Jesus is there. And we should go with hearts like those people in Capernaum did. Every day, can, can I just stop by the chapel? I'm running errands. I'm driving on my way to work or driving home. Do you have just an extra five, 10 minutes just to go a little detour, stop by the church, make a short visit, just tell Jesus you love him. Pray for your children, pray for your marriage, pray for your roommates, pray for your friends. Bring the people you love to Jesus. Pour out your needs, your sufferings, your blindness, the areas you need help and guidance in life. This is real, my friends. The, 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 the real presence is real. This isn't just like, oh, it's a nice little thing. I'm grateful Jesus is there and I get to receive him Holy Communion. He, he, he remains with us. That's what the disciples begged on the road to Emmaus. Stay with us. And Jesus answered their prayers. He answered all of our prayers. He stays with us in the tabernacle. Do we go to him? The real presence is real. It's real. It, I, I think about him. Um, do you remember what happened in Paris a few years back, the tragic fire at Notre Dame, the most, one of the most beautiful cathedrals in all the world? You know, we saw those horrific images of it just, you know, all on fire. Well, you may have heard the story about the priest that ran back into the church amid all of the flames. <laughs> he goes into the church to go get two things. First, he went to get the relics. There's the the famous relics of the crown of thorns of Jesus that were kept in, in Notre Dame. So he went to go get the relics. But even more important than the relics, he went to get the blessed sacrament, the Eucharist out of the tabernacle. And, and people might've wondered, well, why, why is he going in and doing that? You know, if this is just a piece of bread, if it's just a symbol of Jesus, if it's just a reminder of Jesus, then, then why is he risking his life and going back there? into the fire. that That's crazy. But we know as Catholics, the real presence is real. This isn't just a symbol. It's not just a sacred reminder. This is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. And, and this priest went to rescue Jesus so that, so that the Eucharist wouldn't be burned up in the fire. You know, think about it. If someone you loved, if someone you loved was in a fire, you know, like your, your spouse, your child was in the house and there was a fire, you'd run in maybe and, and try to go, go rescue the one you love. This priest loves Jesus and he went in to rescue. That makes no sense if this is just a symbol, if it's just a piece of bread, if it's just a reminder. But my friends, the real presence 
is real. It's real. Listen to what the priest said. He says, everyone understands that the crown of thorns is an absolutely unique and extraordinary relic. Yeah, it was good that he went in to get the crown of thorns relic, of course. But he goes on to say, but the blessed sacrament is our Lord, really present in his body, soul, divinity, and humanity. And you understand that it's hard to see someone you love perish in the blaze. As firefighters, we often see casualties from fire, and we know its effects. This is why I sought to preserve, above all, the real presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you rush to the blessed sacrament when fires come up in your life? When you have a certain trial, a certain difficulty, a certain decision to make, there's fires going on. Do you rush to Jesus, rush into your churches, fall on your knees before the blessed sacrament, call on him to help you? Let's pray. Let's pray in the season as churches are starting to open up more and more, as things are starting to go in the right direction, and we can we can worship together again in, in, in starting to be more and more like normal times. Let's pray for an outpouring of Eucharistic love. So many Catholics don't believe in the Eucharist. They don't know about the real presence. The majority, that's what studies are showing. Majority of Catholics don't even know about this. They don't, they think it's just a symbol. Let's pray for a renewal of Eucharistic devotion. Let's pray for an outpouring of Eucharistic love, but first and foremost, in our own hearts. Let's be the ones to draw near to our Lord. He is with us. He is with us. The real presence is real. Let's start acting like it. Let's make Jesus a priority. Let's take time in the midst of our busy lives to go and visit him in the tabernacles in all the churches around us. He loves you. He's waiting for you. He's calling on you. He thirsts for you. He's thirsting for you. Take time to go there. You can go in with your little kids. If you're a mom and you're running errands, people won't mind. You go in, even if it's just for two minutes, Jesus will rejoice. If you just take that time, that little effort just to stop by and say hi. Do you ever do that friend stops by to say hi? Just so, even if it's really quick, you're just delighted. Your, your spirits are lifted because that, that person, you get the sense they love you. That's why they stop by. Jesus is thirsting for that kind of attention. And he wants to work miracles in your life. Go to him. Love wants to be near the one it loves. And Jesus loves us. He's there. Show your love back. My friends, if you'd like to get that free preview of the new biblical walk through the mass small group study uh, that's out there, you can get it for you can get the preview for free. Filmed in a beautiful cathedral, same content, new beautiful filming. Uh, AscensionPress.com/slash/the-mass is where you go. AscensionPress.com/slash/the-mass, all one word: T H E. M-A-S-S, essentialpress.com slash the mass, and you can get the preview for free there. Check it out, share it with friends, share it with your parish, share it with family. I pray it helps you encounter Jesus more in the blessed sacrament and in every liturgy. God bless.